Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Ephesians chapter 3. Anyone bring their Bible to church this morning? I brought mine. I have a great sense that God wants to speak to people this morning. I have a great sense that God doesn't want to go through routine, but that God actually wants to speak to us. Does anyone believe that God still speaks to us today? There seems to be this perception in the church at times that God doesn't speak anymore. He doesn't speak to us anymore that 2,000, 3,000 years ago he spoke and then somewhere along the line he just stopped speaking to people. I couldn't, I couldn't believe, I just believe the complete opposite. I believe that God wants to speak to us. He's there to speak to us. He wants to flood our lives and communicate to us through his word, through worship. It's amazing. And so that's why I encourage everyone in our church to take notes. I don't do it because I want you to make me feel better (laughs) or to make me feel like I'm doing a good job as a preacher. You take notes, but the reason is, is because God wants to speak to you. And if you write things down, you'll have a reference point to come back to when God speaks to you again. Does that make sense? When I first got saved in the first couple of years at at church and at summer camps and opportunities where I'd be in church, I would get these prophetic words from people. I would get these prophetic words and it was kind of ridiculous because when I first got saved, you could tell I was getting so many prophetic words because I wasn't listening to what God had to say to me. <laughs> he had to bring many prophetic words to get me to listen. And at that time, I was so grateful because someone said to me, hey, you need to write these down. You need to get a notebook and you need to write these down before it leaves your memory. You need to write these things down. And I've got these notebooks at home. I've kept them all. And I'm able to refer back to them. And that's why we take notes in church is because God wants to speak to you today. God wants to use His Word to speak to you. And if you write it down, you can ask the Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? And you can write that down. You can refer back to it, whether it's in your phone or if you want to go old school and bring a tablet in here and chisel it, you can do that as well. Ephesians 3, verse 1. Paul says this, For this reason I, Paul... A prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. As I have written briefly, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made, to the, made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs. Is anyone grateful for that this morning? Fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of His power. Everybody say His power. Remember that. We're going to come back to that. To me, though I am, very, I am the very least of all the saints, the grace of This grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light 
For everyone, what is the plan of the mystery hidden for the ages in God, who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with what? Power. Through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, or in other words, in God, because God is love, may strengthen to comprehend with all the saints. Everybody say, all the saints. All of us. (laughs) What is the breadth and length and height and depth? And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. In verse 20, Now to Him who is able to do, Far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the what? Power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations forever and ever. Can we give God some praise for that passage of scripture right there? How powerful. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for the power of your word this morning, Lord. We stop and we thank you, Lord, for your word and the impact it has on our lives. Lord, speak to us this morning. Lord, Holy Spirit, we say you're welcome here in this place. Father, we pray that you would give us something new, Lord. Give us something fresh this morning. From your word, I pray it would be your words this morning and not mine. In Jesus' name, and we all said together, amen. I'm starting a series today, a new series called Living the Dream. Living the Dream. I love it when I ask someone, I come across someone in life, and I say to them, how's it going, man? How are you? In Australia, we'd say, g'day. It wasn't as funny as I thought that was going to (laughs) be. When I come across someone, and I say, how are you doing? I love getting that response from someone. They're like, man, just living the dream. Ah, man, I'm just living the dream. Just living the dream, bro. Just living a great life. I'm living the dream. But that saying, living the dream, it's not just a clever saying or a great hashtag for our Instagram accounts. Living the dream, it's a cool picture. But there's so much more to just that saying, living the dream, that I believe God has for us. Living the dream is all about living the kind of life that we always wanted to live. A full life. A whole life, a blessed inside the will of God, walking in his promises kind of life. That's living the dream. The truth for everyone today is this. We are all called to live the dream, to live the God dream that he's laid out for us, to live the dream. In Proverbs 21, verse 21 in the message, I love what it says. It says, whoever goes hunting for what is right and kind finds life itself, glorious life. 
That sounds like living the dream to me. That sounds like a dreamy life. Far too many Christians, they don't live the dream. They're living far from the dream. There's a counterfeit dream going on out there. There's a counterfeit dream that leads to an empty life, an unfulfilled life. A counterfeit dream that says God doesn't need to be prevalent in your life for you to live the dream. See, that's a counterfeit. It's a dream that doesn't end up with true life. just ends up with being unfulfilled. True life is found in God, amen? True life is found in God, amen? You know, in the Version Bible app, the most searched verse, I heard this recently and I was kind of intrigued by it. The most searched verse in, in that app is Jeremiah 29.11. It's not John 3.16. It's not John 10.10. It's not one of my favorites, Ephesians 3.20. It's not Philippians 1.6. It's not the end of the Gospel of Matthew, the Great Commission. It's not Genesis chapter 1. It's Jeremiah 29. Verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope, to give you the dream you want, to give you the dream that I have for you, declares the Lord. Because inside of everyone is this desire to know, does God have a good life for me? Does God have the dream for me. Could it be possible that God has that dream for me? Could it be possible that God has that life laid out for me? See, I believe that's why it's the most searched verse. People want to know. People don't want to live the counterfeit. They want to live the God dream. Does God have a dream for me? Could it be possible that He has it for me? Well, I'm here this morning maybe to tell you the answer is yes, my friend. The answer is he does have it. I really believe today that, that God, 2018, wants you to be living the dream life, the life that he always intended for you to live. As we approach summer, the reason I called it living the dream is because we get to this stage in the year, it's kind of like, I love summer. Does anyone else just love summer? I love everything about summer except 100 degree weather. And then I do what we all do. I sort of stay indoors between 11 and 2. <laughs> and I stay indoors. I do my yard work in the morning. I've learned that too, living here. You do your yard work in the morning. Get it out of the way. Don't go into the sun in the middle of the day and do your yard work because you'll end up in hospital. <laughs> but summer's all about that vibe. Living the dream in summer. Living the good life in summer. Everybody wants to have that life. But God has a dream for you. God wants you to live that dream. God wants you to not just see that dream. He wants you to participate and live out that dream. For you and for the people around you. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's time to live, live the dream. Then turn to the person on the other side and say, you should really be living that dream. There's three parts to this series, and each week I want to give us a key to living the dream, the God dream. So I'm going to give us key number one. You ready? You're leaning in? Key number one to living the dream God's way. 
love God. Key number one, love God. You want to live the dream to take hold of the God dream for you? It all starts and it ends, but it definitely starts with a love, a desire, a sheer want to love God. Love God. I want to... I want you to write down some truth this morning. If you don't write anything else down or if you don't take anything else away, this is what I want you to take away. I determine the depth of love for God that I have. Only you can determine the depth of the love that you have for God. No one else can or will do it for you. You can't live through the love that your grandma has for God. You can't use that depth. Only you can determine the depth of love that you have for God. That ball is in your court. He's already proven his love for you. Look at again in verse 17 of our text. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth. The depth, I love that he uses those measurements, those ideas of measurements, the depth that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. We can only determine the depth ourselves. We can keep it surface level. The enemy would love for you to do that. He would love for you to just keep this surface level love for God. Maybe just the the love like an acquaintance, someone that you just kind of know when you pass them in the street. There's plenty of people that I pass on the road when I'm driving my truck down the road and I see them, I'm like, yeah, that's an acquaintance, but I don't love them with a depth of love. It's the same when it comes to our walk with God. We can determine the depth of love that we have for God. No one else can do it for us. I preached a message last week on a mother's love and we can impart so much into our kids. We can put so much into them when they're little, but there comes a time when they have to walk in that themselves, they have to walk in that relationship themselves, they they begin to determine the love that they have for God and not us. Amen? We determine the love. It's not based on circumstance. It's not based on how you came into this world or what's happened to you. But when you come across that mercy and that favor, when you realize that you've gone from being in this place where you were wrong, to being made right. Only then do you get the opportunity to determine how deep am I going to go? How deep is my love for God going to be? How much deeper can I go? Can I encourage you, friend, that you go a little deeper, but God is always drawing you even further into the deep, even further into the depths of God. See, this amazing thing about serving God, is anyone with me this morning? When we serve God, we go deep. We can go deep. The opportunity is there for us, but we can always go deeper. There's always this sense that, man, I've reached this point, but God can draw me even further into the deep, into the love that He has for me, into the opportunity that is serving God and loving Him. So if we want to live the dream, we have to be committed to loving God. That's that's it. I have three points for us this morning. But how we love God. I'm a three-point kind of guy. If you don't love three points, this might not be the church for you. (laughs) I was thinking that this morning when I was in the bathroom getting ready. I was like, man, if people don't like three points, Lord, they might not come back. 
But the reason I give three points usually, sometimes it's more, sometimes less, usually three, is because I want to give us handles in my messages. I don't want my messages just to be some seminary study, but I actually want to give us handles in life because God wants to apply His Word to your life. And so when I give us a point, it's not because I'm trying to just tick a box, it's because I want to give you a handle to grab onto that maybe you could apply this to your own life. So point number one about loving God is we prioritize Him. You want to live the dream? Key number one is you've got to love God. How do you love God? We prioritize Him. See, God, He loves order. Not sure if you've even thought about that before. But God loves order. He is a God of order. He's not a God of chaos. Jesus is not a Savior who gives us chaos. He's called the Prince of Peace. God loves order and we have to figure out where he is on our order of priorities. There has to be a priority to my love for God. There has to be a sense that God is first in my life. In Exodus 20, God fires off his top 10 and he says this. I love the way he begins just firing off his top 10. He says this, and God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. Verse 2, the reason he says that is because he wants to lay the foundation for what he says next. He says, remember how much I love you. Remember how much I've done for you. Remember how much I've shown you the depth of love that I have for you. And verse 3 says, you shall have no other gods before me. No other gods before me. And he goes on and he talks about what that actually means. No carved images, and I'm sure you've read it in Sunday school and you know what I'm talking about, but he says, no other gods before me. It's a priority. There's an order. There's a step to it. It's God first. But you could read that scripture and you could say, no other gods before me. Does that mean that I can have other gods as well? See, when I read that scripture, I was like, no other gods before me. God, does that mean that you're saying that other gods are okay? No, not at all. When you study the language here, the before me language, it can be replaced with so many other things. Let me read some of the words for you. Before me can be replaced with against me, alongside me, among me, before me, on behalf of me, behind me. Beside me, God is saying, I'm number one. I'm number one in your life. And I love this thought. I, I, I heard it one time, and I think it's just absolutely true. God may not be first place in your life, but he is still first. Does anyone believe that this morning? We may not have put him in the right place in our lives, but the thing is, and the crazy thing about it is, he's still first. We're the ones who have got it wrong. So point number one is we prioritize Him. That's how we love Him. We prioritize God. Point number two is we pursue Him. We pursue Him. You could put that in the category of devotion. Being devoted to Him means you pursue Him. You pursue God. I love that word pursuit. I just want to sort of talk about what that means. Pursuit, when you think about my pursuits in life, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the things that I go after talking about the things that I set out for, talking about the things that I aim my life at, that I head towards. I wonder what your pursuits are in life. 
across the scope of your life, to use Paul's language, across the breadth of your life. If I could look at your life across the breadth of it, all the way across, I wonder what your pursuits are. I wonder what it looks like. I wonder if they're God pursuits. God loves it when we pursue Him and the things that He has for us. But unless they are God pursuits, we may find ourselves frustrated. We may find ourselves frustrated with that pursuit. Proverbs 10 and verse 22 says this, The blessing of the Lord makes rich. But I love the second part of the proverb. It says, and he adds no sorrow with it. Another translation says that he, he brings no trouble with it. If you read the Hebrew, it talks about there being no anxiousness in our heart, no grievance in our hearts. Our hearts are happy with God, what God has added into our lives. I wonder what your God pursuits are. I wonder if you pursue him. I once heard something I like that says, if you go for nothing, you'll get it every time. If you aim at nothing, guess what? You will hit it every time. See, we have God pursuits and we have pursuits in life. We're pursuing all kinds of different things. But if I looked across the breadth of your life, would they be God pursuits or would they be your pursuits? See, God adds no trouble to what he brings in. Not what we bring in, what he brings in. I believe we love God by pursuing Him, by going after Him, by setting our mind and our face towards Him, by aiming our lives at Him. I already read it in Proverbs 21. Verse 21, the message says, Whoever goes hunting for what is right finds life itself a glorious life. Whoever goes hunting, whoever goes looking, whoever goes chasing. What are the God pursuits? Are you pursuing Him? Are you pursuing the things of God? Because that's how we live the dream. This has always been a litmus test in my life. A litmus test that I've applied to my life to see how I am faring with God. How hungry am I for the God pursuits? How hungry am I? How persistent am I about pursuing those things? How often am I spending time in devotion with God? How much time am I applying to just sitting quietly with the Lord in the quiet place? Spending time in His Word. I want to be the type of person that I consume more of God's Word. I grow more in God's Word. I become more seasoned in God's Word. Over the course of my life, That the Word of God is just so much so my default that I can't go anywhere else. That it just is where I go. It's where I live. It's where I hide. It's where I spend all of my time. When it comes to what comes out of me, if you put it in, can I encourage you, friends, don't underestimate putting the Word of God in. Because it never returns void. Get it in as, as best you can. Get it in as whatever works for you. If you listen to it, listen to it. If you read it, read it. One of the things I love to do is I listen to it and I read it at the same time. Double portion. I listen to it and I read it because I want to get it in. Because what I know is when I get it in, it'll come out. It'll come out in a season when I least expect it. It'll come out in a moment when I'm ministering to someone when I least expect it. It'll come out at a time when I least expect it because that's God's work. It's living, breathing truth. It's the God pursuit. It's a litmus test for our lives. Our God pursuits. How much attention do I pay to Jesus? How much do I cooperate with the Holy Spirit in my own life? See, what we can tend to do is we can strong arm the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit comes along and says, this is not right. This is not what you should do. 
This is not God's best for your life. And what do we do? We, we strong arm the Holy Spirit. We push it aside and ignore it. But do we cooperate with the Holy Spirit? Do we cooperate with what the Spirit's guiding us to do? A great question to ask ourselves today is, am I in pursuit? See, there's a journey with God, but we are also on a journey to God. When it comes to our pursuits, think about it this way. We walk with God, but we walk to God. Psalm 16 and verse 8, David said it this way. He says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. That's kind of amazing when you look at it. So I've set the Lord before me, but he's at my right hand. So we walk with God, but we walk to God. I love that about the God pursuit. I love that he's in front of us, that he's where we're headed. Obviously, we believe we're going to spend all of eternity with him. But at the same time, here on earth, through the struggles and the seasons and the, the mountaintops and the valleys, He's right alongside us too. David said it. He said he's set before me, but he's also at my right hand. I wonder if you know that this morning. When it comes to your God pursuits, you can give those things to God. You can pursue the things of God because he is right beside you. He's alongside of you. That's a promise today for you and for me. We can set our face towards God and walk towards him. We journey with God. We journey to God. But you know, when it comes to your pursuits, you can do it with boldness. You can do it with confidence. I know because in verse 11 it says, This was according to the eternal promise, sorry, eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, verse 12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence. Come on. We have boldness. We have access, we have confidence. I don't know about you, but that's a word for someone in here this morning. Maybe you've started a business. Maybe you're believing for God to do great things through that business. Maybe you've started out in a new endeavor. Maybe something is just happening in your life right now, and maybe there's a struggle with boldness. Take that scripture to heart. You can set your life, set your face towards God with boldness and access with confidence. I wonder what the dream is for you. The God dream is possible for you. Point number three. Am I up to number three? We prioritize Him. We pursue Him. Point number three, to love God, we please Him. We please Him. How do we please Him? Faith. How do we please God? Faith. Ultimately, by faith, we please God. We can do all the things. We can get all the things done. But so many times in scriptures, especially Jesus talked about the unbelief that existed in the generations. Unbelief. God loves it when we believe that he can do what he says he's going to do. Jeremiah 29, 11, because of all that. Do you have faith that God has got that dream for you? And I wonder if you have faith to hold fast to Him and believe for Him to bring it about. See, at the core of Paul's teaching was belief 
that God would do what God did through Jesus, that he would resurrect life, that he would bring about so much. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. At the core of what Jesus preached was this danger of unbelief. This danger that at any time we could just stop believing. Or maybe let circumstance or something, something changes in our lives and all of a sudden it's like, man, God can't do that miracle anymore. That God isn't with me anymore. But no matter what, we have to believe faith is so important when it comes to loving God because we love God, we want to please God, we want to pursue God, we prioritize God. But ultimately, it's faith in Him that pleases Him the most. I wonder if you're a faith person. This cord is driving me nuts today. <laughs> I have faith that this cord is going to start working. I wonder if you're a faith person. I wonder if you're the type of person that it's not blind, just I'm doing it because someone told me that I should have faith in God. But I wonder if you're a faith person. See, more, the more and more I go on in my life, the more and more I want to be a faith person. I want to believe for God to do things that I've never seen Him do before. I love this saying, never bring the level of your faith down to the level of your experience. Never bring that down. Because if we do, we will always be ruled by the past. We will always be ruled by what we've seen God do before. Can I encourage you, celebrate what God has done before. Celebrate the fact that He saved you. Celebrate the miracles that may have come previously. But can I encourage you, let's believe for more. Let's believe for God to do more in your life. Let's believe for more sales to come into your business. Let's believe for your kids to get saved. Let's believe for God to do more than He ever has before. Can I get an amen in church this morning? Faith pleases God. You want to love God? You want to live the dream? Let's have faith in Him. Let's believe for Him to do things that we can never fathom in our own right. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. Now unto Him who is able to do more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. You know what the amazing thing about that verse is what comes after that. And a lot of people forget. They're like, yeah, man, I want the exceeding abundant above. I want it. It's great. Exceeding abundant above. But somewhere along the line, they forget to read the next verse. Let's put it up on the screen again. Verse 20. If we can. We've got to have faith. According to the power. Abundantly more than all we could ask or think. According to the power that is at work in us. See, the beauty about believing for more, friends. I feel like God's let us off the hook. God's let us off the hook. We can have faith. We can believe for God to do incredible things. But ultimately, it's not us clenching our fists and saying, come on. It's having faith to believe that that power will be deployed in our lives. Team, you can come back up. I wonder what your God dream is. I wonder what the dream is that God's put in your heart. And do you have faith to see God do the impossible? Do you have faith to see that dream become reality in your heart? You know, I truly believe that God wants to use what He's put in your hand to bring about that God dream that He's put in your heart. I wonder what He's put in your hand right now. Maybe it's to raise a family. Maybe it's to 
start out a career and a job that maybe doesn't look so glamorous right now. But you've got a dream. But you've got a dream that God's going to do amazing things. Faith pleases God, but he wants to connect what he's put in your hand to what he's got for you in, in your heart by way of the God dream. Amen. Why don't you stand with me? You received that word this morning. I want to live the dream. I don't want to live just any dream. I want to live God's dream for my life. I want to finish by telling a story. I, I, I try as often as I can to give our church a little glimpse into our life and my life. But can I encourage you today? God can do anything with anyone. You know how I know that? I'm living proof. When I first met Jesus, my desires, my dreams, my pursuits, they weren't God pursuits. They weren't God dreams. They weren't things that lined up with His will or I'd find in His Word or had anything to do with the things of God. They didn't look anything like that. In fact, they were selfish. In fact, they were self-centered. I had this thing where I just wanted to be the guy for me. I wanted to achieve for me. I wanted to see success for me. It was all about me. It was all about me. And that's what I love about serving God. He wants to take you in that place. Your smallness of attitude, your small place, maybe your negative thinking, your closed thinking, or and he wants to turn that into something beautiful that's the God dream for you. And he'll do it and you won't even know that he had it for you. If all those years back you told me, you sat me down and you said, Hey Matt, one day you're going to move to this place in Florida you've never heard of. You're going to move there one day, you're going to start this church, you're going to believe for God to do amazing things. God dream. What's your God dream? What's God want to do in your life? So in a moment, we're going to sing. We've got a few more minutes. But I wonder what your God dream is. I wonder what He's got for you. I wonder what it looks like. Why don't you ask the Holy Spirit when we sing in a moment, what's, what do you have for me? What's the God dream you have for me? So Lord, we just thank you, Father. That all throughout history, when you've loved people, Lord, it's been full of dreamers. From Abraham all the way through. Lord, you've allowed us to dream. You've encouraged us to dream. You've encouraged us to, to believe for amazing things. Lord, I just pray for that God dream in people's hearts this morning. Father, I just pray that you would bring about amazing things in the future, Lord. Help us to have faith, God. Help us to have faith that you have so much more for us. Father, help us to prioritize you in our lives. Help us to pursue you even more, Lord. Help us in those God pursuits, Father, and help us to please you with faith for the impossible, Lord. Father, I pray over the God dreams in this room right now. No matter what they look like, no matter how impossible they look, Lord, we know that we can give them to you. It's a safe place, Lord, to move them from our hearts to you and to trust you with them. 
for incredible things. God, I believe for incredible dreams come true in this place. Father, I believe for miracles, Lord. Father, I pray right now you would lift our faith eyes, Lord, higher than ever before. Above anything we could ask, think, or imagine, Lord, according to the power that works within us, Lord. That power that comes into our lives and flows out from our lives this morning, Lord. Help us to have faith eyes in this place. Come on, let's sing in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Sundays at church or visit us at www.colonialchurch.life.